Welcome to this week's Green Side Up. This is Richard Henschel, horticulture educator with the University of Illinois. And I wanted to talk about how well our outdoor insects have survived the cold and snow that we've seen this in, the, in just this past winter. Um, and actually, outdoor insects really have endured quite well, uh, despite our hopes that either the snow or the cold would have done them in for the 21 gardening season. So we'll still have to keep an eye out for them anyway as we garden in, in gardening in the, the 2021 season here that we're about to get into. Uh, between cold and snow, cold could do them in, or cold is more of a factor than snow. The snow actually acts as an insulation uh, for those overwintering insects that, say, uh, are at or below the soil line. And if we think about it, and, and uh, think back about the years where we've had lots of snow cover that managed to cover and stay covering our perennial beds, for example. They come up so much better in the spring. That's because they haven't been exposed all winter to the open and uh, the open elements like uh, exposed to the snow, uh, exposed to the wind and the, the, and the colder temperatures, the cold, cold wind seems to bring along anyway. So that's it, it's the same or similar comparison, really. Clearly, insects get an opportunity to overwinter in a variety of ways. Um, some of our outdoor insects are overwintering, and they're overwintering, i.e. right now yet, um, before they come out, For in, in most cases anyway. They're overwintering as, say, adults, you know, singularly, or they might huddle themselves together in clumps and cracks and crevices, or maybe uh, they're hanging out in the leaf litter at the base of our shrubs, uh, or 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 the leaf litter has been tangled up in in the the base of our uh, perennial plants out in out in the perennial garden. Um, some insects overwinter not as adults, but they overwinter as eggs, and they're they'll be hiding under uh, if it's scale insect, for example, they'll be hiding under the female uh, scale. Um, where uh, there will be dozens or hundreds of eggs underneath each scale insect. Um, and they're right out there. They're being exposed to, to uh, uh, the elements as they exist uh, or on in their position anyway as a female scale on twigs, uh, branches, and even on the trunk of our trees. But yet as an egg, they get through our winters no matter how harsh, just very, very well. Others, as I kind of alluded to, are going to overwinter in the soil as maybe pupae to emerge in the late spring uh, when there's something for them to eat. Um, Mother Nature has created that kind of uh, symbiotic situation. Uh, the insects aren't going to show up until there's something for them to eat. Uh, so whether it's an early spring or a late spring, as the terms would imply, the insects are right along developing right there with them using the same uh, indicators that it's okay to show up. Uh, whether it's warm soil, whether it's growing degree days, if it's our plants, whatever it might be, insects and, and uh, plants seem to evolve together no matter what, no matter what, the, um, what the weather. Some are going to be burrowed down well below the frost line, for example. Think of our uh, Japanese beetle larvae or the June bug or May bug, May June beetle type larvae. These are well down below the frost line and they only come to the surface as the frost dissipates. Uh, otherwise, they would be killed in the frost or, or freezing soil. They would freeze to death. So this is where some of them are, are found. Um, some of them that are associated with bodies of water, for example, they may overwinter in, the, in their nymphal stages. 
Um, and, and so in terms of starting out the season, this is why we talk sometimes talk about uh, cleaning up our plantings. We might be getting rid of some of these insects depending upon where they overwinter. Um, and then there are those insects that really don't overwinter at all around here. Uh, some wing in, winged insects actually migrate up from where they've overwintered in the south. They come up on storm fronts where the winds carry them thousands of feet along in the upper atmosphere, and then they finally make their way down. Some of our corn insects, for example, get into, get into the Midwest that way. Uh, one of the things that uh, helps us understand when we might expect to see these insects would be we need to really learn, you ne really need to get up close, if you will, and learn about the insects that are feeding in our yards. If you understand their life cycle and or what they eat, this all helps us in, in timing management practices if we in do indeed need to control them. Uh, not every insect that shows up in the yard, even if they're eating something of uh, the weeds deem uh, a desirable plant, doesn't mean that they're going to impact the plant enough that we need to worry about any sort of control. Um, one of the first things to remember if we are beginning to see the, the bad guys out there that you can bet that the good guys, those predator insects that like to feed upon the bad insects, are developing as well. And if we just go out and randomly treat or spray to control or manage the population of the bad guys, we've probably also controlled and manage the population of the good good guys. So you got to give nature a little bit of a chance here before you um, get out the pesticides and start spraying. Let's see if Mother Nature can clean up the problem for us uh, so we don't even have to put anything on our plants. So in terms of where, again, some of these things happen, I'll just point out the easy ones here. Scale insects, they, they survive as eggs above the ground on, as I say, twigs, branches, trunks of trees. The May and June beetles, uh, they're going to be down below the frost line. Uh, ladybugs, they overwinter as adults, and you'll find them in the clusters, uh, clustered together in structures. You'll find them at the base of trees and shrubs on the leaf litter, similar to what, say, a box elder bug would do. There's another example. Uh, they overwinter as adults. Sawflies, they overwinter as pupae in the soil and, and emerge and feed on evergreen needles and foliages later on in, in mass. Um, typically, moths and butterflies, they're out there for the wintertime inside a cocoon. Uh, made of a silken thread and typically above ground. Um, in nature, anyway, honeybees, for example, are native honeybees. They are, they're going to be found in hollow logs. Um, we keep them in hives in captivity, of course. Um, and they both generate the heat to keep and feed on the honey to keep the hive alive throughout the winter. So there's many kinds of insects. Uh, very, the very small percentages of them are destructive. Most of them are beneficial or don't cause any harm at all. And any one plant in nature probably is a host uh, to support insect plant life many times over what we might think. So uh, just learn learn what you got. Uh, deal with them only if you have to uh, with any sort of spray or pesticide. Let Mother Nature take its course if you can. So this has been Richard Henschel with this week's Greenside Up. Always a pleasure. I'll be back soon.